the really important thing, and I know I mention this every time, um, it's because it's scripted. Um, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> but what what I would really like to do, it's a little bit more on the serious side, is I would really encourage people to share what's being said. Um, we've had a lot of uh, views um, lately in the last handful, and we've had um, um, I've had a lot of people contact me and just tell me that they're really blessed by this. I remember the last time I was on with you guys, we were with your dad, and uh, wow, that one was huge too. And of mm-hmm. course, we always have the famous one of um, you sharing. You know, take the <laughs> what was it again? Take the the bad things. Oh yeah, replace the, the lies with the truth. Exactly. I'm going to actually touch on that a little bit. Dan touched on that a little bit in as much as this past week. But what I really like to do is just share with everybody to share the auto audio or share it on Facebook. I know we've had some people share it on Facebook. Um, we also do weeklies. Those been shared on Facebook a lot. It's been really super popular. Um, but also, I want to ask you the you know if you if you like what you hear if you like what you're seeing on the podcast um, we're now doing them um, every other week um to also join us on sunday at dcc church you know the bible says don't forsake the assembly there's something about going to church it's the only way and i know i mentioned this a few podcasts ago but you know you can watch a football game at home and get all excited. And, you know, Mary says, because you watch the Lions, you argue at the TV all one minute, you're excited, and you're saying, hey, good job. And the next one you're saying, you're yelling at the players and you're yelling at the coach. She says, honey, they can't hear you. You know, so Tim, our audio guy, who's absolutely awesome, is laughing, you know, because, you know, you mentioned the Lions and, you know, we've been heartbroken for years. <clears throat> that being said, but, you know, if you actually go to a football game, there's that synergy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, whether, you know, instead of watching on TV. And and that's kind of what it is at church. You know, for me, you know, the worship, the fellowship, the, uh, you know, um, hey, we have snacks again, and they're free at DCC. I noticed <laughs> we had two different kinds of uh, banana bread. Oh, my gosh, it was good. You know, I kept going back to it. But that being said, um, added to my calorie intake. <clears throat> but just going in person is huge. Um, so what I want to do is, hey, let's get started on it, right? So Dan Grinwis really did a really good job. And he talked about the church and he talked, he kept talking about, um, take out the trash. He kept talking about that, you know, but what he was talking about is he said, the church is an army. It's a collection of disciples and it's called the church. And I was, I've been meditating on that. And I, and, and I want to know what your guys' thought is too, but what does that look like? I mean, we have different gifts in the church, right? We have disciples, we have deacons, we have elders, we have like um, Nate, you know, he's our music director. Is that what it's called, music director? Yeah. Okay, so you're our music director, but then we got someone that comes in and they play drums every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Tim who helps out with the camera and he's helping out with audio today. We have you helping with the little kids and the or the big kids now, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, what else are you, are you involved in at DCC? Like the kids. The kids? Okay, so you do a lot with the kids. So we're all kind of doing our part, right? <clears throat> but what does that look like in the world if we're doing our part, if we're using our gifts? You know, um, there's evangelists. You know what I mean? There's preachers that are in the church. But what about the everyday person that's um, out in the workplace? And I want to touch on that. You know, I believe that there's people here tonight, and they're listening, and they're like, well, you know, <clears throat> I'm not necessarily having... I do something at church, you know, I show up, you know, and I, you know, I'm not an evangelist, but they do stuff at work. 
And the thing is, is we're a salt and light to a lost and dying world. And so for me, I'm just going to share that at work, I'm constantly fleecing myself. I'm constantly telling myself, am I representing Christ in the right way? Mm-hmm. Because let's admit it, guys, sometimes work can be hard. I know we talked a little bit about that. You know, wherever you go, everybody's short on labor and it's tough and it gets stressful and it's easy to, you know, jack your jaws, I guess you could say. I don't know if that's appropriate to say, but <laughs> it, it's easy to do. So for me, I just want to share that I just been really working on when I feel like being negative. I purposely am positive as much as I can, you know. But what does it look like, the army of Christ? What does that look like? I mean, you guys, any thoughts for me? I mean, I look at an army, right, and you show up to the battlefield and you've got guys that hold bazookas. you got guys that, you know, they're on the front line. you got guys that are in boats. you got guys that are in planes. So... Why is it important for everybody to use their gift? I mean, we all have gifts. You have a gift. You have a gift of worship. You know what I mean? You have a gift with kids. You know, I have a gift of, I really just think I have a gift of helps. You know, I've done so many different things. I think it's important because someone else is waiting behind our God idea. Hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I think one of the most important people in the church is the ones that greet at the front door because you can't make a first opinion twice, you know. But, Nate, you show up, I heard, 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know? I mean, share with me your heart a little bit. I mean, that's early. I'll be honest with you. My wife's trying to get me to church at 8 o'clock, and those are like <laughs> swear words. <laughs> I mean, we're getting there at 9. One time she mentions 8, you know, one time, and I don't know if I misheard or what, but I just did a say what, you know? But in... Yeah. And, and, so I just want to share to you your passion, you know what I mean? Yeah. Your desire. I mean, I, I see what you do at church and everything, and, and I think people just need to hear maybe, you know, I mean, where you're coming from and stuff. Do you mind me asking you that? I know it's kind of personal and stuff, but it, you're, you're sharing your gift. Yeah. You know, you're part of the army, right? And worship is part of it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No, for sure. I, I mean, there are, I mean, and then everything you do, I feel like sometimes it's, a lot of it comes from the necessity of doing what you're doing. But honestly, I just do it because I love it. Mm. You know, I've, if I need to set up stuff for church, I'm going to be there as early as I need to be in. I think there's a certain amount of, I'm very big on excellence. Like, gotcha. not, not perfection because you can't be perfect. But I think that especially if it's my gifting or if it's something that's God called that God has called me into, I have a duty to do that to the best of my ability. If that means showing up at 6 a.m. so I can set things up so it's ready when people get there, that's what that means. If that means practicing as much as I can during the week, making sacrifices during the week to do this or X, Y, Z to get me prepared to that, that's what I'm going to do because I think mm. it's very important to take those things seriously because the second you take that for granted, I think somebody else loses out on that mm. because at the end of the day, my job is to usher in the presence for other people in the room. So if I'm not doing my best to make that happen, then I think that somebody can miss out on that. That's that's really important because that that's going to happen with everybody when yeah. they use their gifts in the church, right? <clears throat> you actually, I thought you had told me one time that, man, if I had to do it for free, I would do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tim, did you hear that? 
Tim's an elder here at RTCC Church, so he handles the fi- he helps with the finances. Yeah. So we got someone now who's going to work. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm just setting you yeah. up. No, but I I really like that. You know, and I want to share something. Um, um, we did a Toby time, and and so there was some miscommunication. The volunteers didn't know what time to show up. And she just shows up at 10 o'clock. She's like, okay, usually with the big kids, it's like after worship and stuff. So it's like at quarter to 11. So she shows up at 10 o'clock. And I said, hey, you showed up at 10 o'clock. She goes, yeah, what time were we supposed to be here? And she said, I didn't know. And I said, so she thought, well, I'll just show up at 10 o'clock. But that was actually 45 minutes early, right? So you had to have been excited about it. Yeah, it's exciting. I don't know. I think it's important, like, working with kids, like, you can just bring, like, a different, like, (sighs) kids look up to adults. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I feel like when adults are, like, around them and they're excited and they're putting their, like, fourth effort um, to, like, invest in kids' lives, I just think that it's something that gets looked over. Mm -hmm. But I think it's such a big thing in that kid's life that you're just, like, changing their life because, kids look up to adults or up to like yeah. young adults or even just, you know, somebody to not necessarily mentor them, but just like a role model. And so I think it's just like super important to just be prepared and show up for them. Like, even if that does mean like showing up early and I but, just, but I mean, again, you showed up 45 minutes early. I don't, <laughs> guys, I'll be honest with you. I'm just going to have a confession here. I don't show up 45 minutes early for nothing. <laughs> even if I'm, I, 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 I could go to work and probably get paid extra to show up early. I don't do it. Not once, you know? So to me, that was, that was actually pretty impressive, but you came prepared too, you know? And, uh, but just watching you, you know, on the game, you know, you never acted like you were tired or discouraged. And I think it was what an hour and a half worth of being with the kids in the game and everything. That was a lot, you know? So I just, I I appreciate you guys sharing that because I think people need to hear that. So the thing is too, is I guess that kind of goes in, I'm going to go down kind of in the same vein, but the Bible says to be a, a light and salt to a lost and dying world. You know, and that's a really popular scripture. But I wonder if people really realize what that means. You know, and Dan touched on that a little bit. And he touched on the church needs to be make a difference. You know, the church needs to be light and salt to a lost and dying world. He's, I think he said light and salt once, but he touched on stuff like we need to have the characteristics of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you know. And for me, having the light and salt to a lost and dying world, I want to just touch on that a little bit, and then you guys can share whatever's on your heart. But for me, you know, when you're in a dark room and it's totally dark, and I'm in, you know, okay, the other morning I get up, it's totally dark. I stub my foot. Oh, you know, it hurt, you know, the pinky toe. Bent to the side, it still hurts. Okay, so the first thing I'm doing is I'm, I'm like, I got my phone in my hand. Why am I walking in the dark? So I hit, you know, the power button, and now I can see. But it's amazing. Okay, it's so dark in my room that I can't even see in front of me, right? But then I hit a little light on my phone, and it lights up the whole room. But it's noticeable, you know. So one time I was teaching kids, and I was teaching them on the light and solve the lost and dying world. <clears throat> And um, I had them turn out the lights, and we purposely put cardboard on the windows. It was a church years ago, and I took a lighter, and I flicked it on, and all the kids looked at it immediately. Guys, that's what we are. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to touch on this, okay? The elections have been rough. 
We got the results. I'm not happy. You know what I mean? There's a lot going on. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to talk politics, but what I'm going to say is in the world that we're living in right now, everything that's going on, we need to be a light and salt to a lost and dying world. It's like, so salt. I love McDonald's French fries. I don't like McDonald's food. I like their French fries, and I like to have them about once a month, right? But my wife teases me because I take that little paper packet of salt, and I rip it open, and I pour it on the plate, and then I take the fries, and I squish them together, and I drag it into the salt, and I <laughs> eat it. You know what I mean? It's, it's really good. You know what I mean? But those French fries aren't... Did you ever go to a fast food restaurant and you start eating the fries and the first thing you say is they put absolutely no salt on them. Mm -hmm. They're awful. But you put some salt on them, it changes them. That's what we are. When we're salt, you know what I mean? When we're positive in a negative atmosphere, you know what I mean? When we're looking for answers in situations where everybody seems there is no answer, we're salt to that. You know what I mean? So, do you guys have any examples, anything that you can remember um, seeing something like this? I mean, for me, I'll share one example, and then I'll let you guys go. I know I'm talking a lot tonight. <laughs> I'm just really excited. <clears throat> Before I was a Christian, I was in a restaurant, and uh, um, I was an alcoholic, and I was a drug addict, and I would drink all day, seven days a week. So when I was a cook in a restaurant, I would have the alcohol in the to-go cup because he'd let you have pop. So I would drink in whiskey the whole time. And there was this lady in there who got hired. Um, I thought she was old. She was probably about what age am I am right now, <laughs> but I'm aging myself. But she was a Christian, and she was so sure of herself, and she intimidated me. You know what I mean? I just knew there was something about her, you know, and she was always like, oh, sweetheart, Jesus loves you anyway, you know, but she wasn't condemning, <clears throat> but there was something about her that I just didn't understand. And it's amazing. I've been saved for 33 years now, and if I ever look back and I think, what was the things that God did that really, the things that, you know, it was that lady, one of them was that lady, you know, when I was a cook at a restaurant and I worked with her for like six months. Everything she did was just different. You know, it's like she was that light that clicked on in the dark. She was that salt on those McDonald's French fries that were, were very bland. And do you guys have any recollection? I mean, you guys grew up in a Christian family, right? Mm -hmm. But was there anything that you seen, like, I mean, stuff that kind of caught your eye or even stuff right now? You know what I mean? I mean, because Christians are saying, what does it look like to be light and salt to a lost and dying world? What does that look like? I mean, is it works? Is it, you know, do we have to get up and pray for two hours and then get off, you know, fired up and go out into the world? What does it look like? How do we become light and salt to a lost and dying world? Do you guys want to share anything on that? Um, I mean, I think it's a huge part of it is just attitude. Mm. Because, like, <clears throat> I mean, you and I work at the same place right now. Yeah. We're not like the be the most happy campers at the moment, right? But mm -hmm. it's and it's e it's super easy to be negative about it. It's so easy to just ah, oh, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. But it's about having the attitude of yeah, m sure, maybe, but like it could probably get better, or just like it doesn't have to. You know, mm. I don't have to come up with a solution to the problem, but yeah. just having the correct attitude about it, yeah. and not to get ahead of everything, but um, I think a huge part of that is. Is, or is it at least something that makes that easier is when I'm in communion 
Mm, because we have Wednesday prayer meetings. I don't, I can't, I can't, literally every time we come out of that, like, it's that much easier to be positive or like, I'll literally come out of this prayer meeting, go back to my office and somebody says something to me and I'm like, well, and I, 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 it's easy for me to be positive in that moment, but it's just because I got out of the Uh, presence. Yeah. Yeah, we so, just had a great. We we today. had a, we did have a good we, meeting today. By the way, just to let everybody know, and then I'm just going to do a little buddy trail here. Is we work for a Christian company, and every Wednesday we have chapel. So right in the middle of the day, so and good. it's absolutely awesome. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah. So. No, you're good. It's amazing. I love it. I'm, I've never worked anywhere that that's yeah. done that, and it's it's very it's it's changing because I mean it's not only changing to me, but it changes the company too. Because then we send we get sent out out of that refreshed, and we yeah. can make decisions or talk to people or have attitudes in situations that we probably wouldn't have had if we didn't just do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge part of it is if I'm not constantly refreshing myself, then it's going to be that much easier for me to have a bad attitude or, I mean, a lot of it is also discipline. Like, Hey, I mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have a bad attitude here. Right. Yeah. But it's, if I'm, if I'm filling myself up, then that's what's going to come out. So, <clears throat> I know me and you were talking a little bit about the podcast and you said work's been a little rough, you know, and this and that. What do you do in that situation? Because, I mean, to me, you seem like a pretty positive person. You smile a lot. You know, that's what I really, me and my wife love about you is, you know, you, there you go right yeah. there. She's got the million dollar smile. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but being at work, um, there's people listening right now. And there's one thing that we talked about, which was, um, a lot of people are having a hard time at work, and a lot of it is just the workforce. There's just not enough people, and the people that are getting the job done are asked to do more, and it's just more pressure. You know what I mean? And I'm hearing that across the board. Mm-hmm. Everybody I talk to, that's the vein of what's going on. We're short on help. I'm staying there. I'm going to see this through, but wow. I mean, I am, like, completely overwhelmed. What 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 kind of things are you doing to be able to stick at it and to be as positive as you can. I mean, any personal stuff, uh, whatever it might be, getting in the Word, you know, doing devotions, um, just choosing um, the right attitude. Is there anything you could share with people that are listening? Because let's be honest, us three are all, you know, things have been tough lately. You know what I mean? But And you shared a little bit, you know, attitude. Can you share something that someone's listening to that maybe could help somebody that's listening? I think definitely a lot of it is attitude. Um, but then like even kind of what he was talking about earlier when he's talking about, um, like coming into work, um, or not work, I'm sorry, going to church early on Sunday, it was, he said that he wants to do everything with excellence. Mm. Um, and I think that's like something that can kind of set us apart. Um, and that's something that like when I'm at work, I'm in the healthcare field. So I deal with people's lives and it's a serious matter. So I try to, do everything with excellence, knowing that like it can affect somebody's health in their life. Um, but I feel like we're called to do everything we do with excellence because mm. we are to do it unto the Lord. Mm. Um, and so I think that's like a big attitude that or a big thing that I have to focus on because it is discouraging when, you know, you're yeah. <laughs> one of the few people there and they ask you to do more and more and more until the point where you really don't know how you can do more. Um, is you do kind of do have to, I don't know, personally, I have to also just kind of take moments where I just stop for a second. I'm like, God, I need you 
to like walk me through this and help uh, me through this too. Like, so <laughs> I do that a lot <laughs> where mm. you're just like, okay, I need you right now. Like I can't yeah. do this without you. And that's another thing that helps get you through the day and gets you through it because he'll give you the strength to do mm. anything that you ask him to. So, And I think what I want to encourage people that are listening is this. <clears throat> we can take what you two are saying and what I'm saying, and we can apply that to the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Christian and you're just like, you know, all the stuff that's going on, I just feel like I'm just getting bombarded. I just feel like people aren't listening to me. But really, attitude has a lot to do with this. You know what I mean? It really does. And so Dan talked on a little bit, and he said, what does it look like to emulate and be like Christ? And how do we do that? I've been thinking about that since he said that. And I think for me personally, it's you physically have to get in the Word. Mm. You know what I mean? Jesus was the example, right? And I've been in Philippians a lot. And Philippians has been talking about um, um, confidence for me. You know what I mean? And um, <clears throat> the Philippians says that, you know, don't have confidence in the flesh. And I'm like, well, what does that look like? You know what I mean? So I start reading in Philippians, and it starts talking about don't have, and don't have confidence in what Paul was talking about a lot was don't have confidence in your religious stature. Don't have confidence in your talents. Don't have confidence in your, your past victories. Have confidence in who you are in Christ. You know what I mean? But to find out who you are in Christ, you got to find out what Christ is like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So to emulate Jesus Christ and to be a, lot, a light and salt to a lost and dying world um, is a lot like that. So I wanted to touch on something that Dan talked about. And he said, what, what does it look like being humble? That's a good question. And I think being, and he said something, you're smiling, so I don't know if you had something right (laughs) off the bat, but he said something that I really liked. And he says, being humble um, isn't thinking more, um, being humble isn't thinking less about yourself. It's thinking less of yourself. So what he's saying is you're not thinking about so much of who you are and what you've done and everything. You're just not real concerned about yourself because you're serving. You're mm-hmm. just humble. You know what I mean? And um, I wish Tim wasn't back there because I've had Tim and Amy, you know what I mean, and, and I've had a lot of experiences. I keep wanting to look at Tim and ask him a question. He's back there smiling like, sorry, dude, I'm on the – we love you, Tim. But being humble, Christ was yeah. humble, right? He washed the disciples' feet. You know what I mean? I mean, he he did a lot of humble things. Humility to me, just humility to me is more of being concerned about others instead of myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, um, you smiled a little bit. I don't, <laughs> you know, when I yeah. said humble, do you have something to share on humility or maybe to encourage people or? Sure. I mean, sure. I mean, yeah, I guess. Um, no, I was just smiling because it reminded me of that f- that phrase it's like i th- it's so good it's like, humility isn't thinking less of yourself it's thinking about yourself less let's talk about you know, that i think that's that's huge. really good i mean say that again 
thinking of being humble isn't thinking less of yourself. It's thinking about yourself less. What does that look like? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think about myself a lot. (laughs) 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 You're with yourself all the time. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, but what is, what does that look like in a healthy way? Let's talk about that for a minute. You know, I mean, what does that look like to think, to think less of yourself? Is that, say that again. Think uh, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Humility isn't thinking less of yourself. It's thinking about yourself less. Yeah. So what does that look like in a world where the world says, it's all about you. Hmm. Get what you can get and run. Get what you can get and take off, man. You know what I mean? What does that look like? I mean... I mean, that right there will set us apart right there. Like, sorry, I'm not answering the question. People will see that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, if it's completely opposite, that's, that's going to make us stand out more, first of all. But I think there, there's a time for me to think about myself, and it's when, not when I'm in the, out in the world. Mm. I, you know, you spend time with God, you get refreshed. You do things for yourself, and then you go out, and then you think about others. Yeah. Because when I'm out and around people, that's not time to be, like, self-absorbed and thinking about myself. Because every single person around me, I probably have the ability to serve in some way or another, you know? And that's – it's just a perspective switch of, like – I mean, dude, I do not like going to stores. Hmm. I don't like shopping. I don't like – I'm an introvert, so I don't like being around very much so. Oh, wow. I don't like being around large groups of people. When I'm in the grocery store, I just want people to get out of my way because people don't walk fast enough. And Are you an introvert? <laughs> I'm an extrovert. Are you? Yeah. I'm but, an extrovert. You know, big time. But, but I love I, to be in public. But when I go to the store, that's what I'm focused on. I'm just, I need to get in here. I need to get out. I need to get in my you car. And my I need wife, to go Mary, have a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah. But so, I mean, even for me, like as an introvert, I need to stop doing that and maybe think, hey, Slow down. So you're doing what Dan said. You're, yeah. you're cautiously thinking of that. Yeah. Gotcha. Slow down and listen to God. Hey, is there somebody in here? Yes, there is, because there's people in there and he wants to talk to his kids. But Amen. You know? Amen. So there's going to be a somebody in there that he has something for. And but if I'm not paying attention, then it's not gonna happen. You know? So when you're in so are you saying like when you're in there and you're kind of doing your thing and you're just trying to get in and out, you're thinking too much about yourself. Yeah. And not thinking about, hey, what does God want to do here? Mm-hmm. Because actually, our church has touched on that a few times. I think Jamie has about, you know, um, really, God, what do you want to do here? She was talking about being yeah. at work a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, and she was just like, what, what's going on here? What, what, what part am I going to play here? And that's kind of what you did at Toby time when you came, and those kids loved you <laughs> at that game. But that's really what you were doing there, weren't you? You were mm-hmm. really focused on them. It's not like you, you, these kids for over an hour just kept playing the same game over and over. You didn't say, hey, everybody stop and just listen and watch me for a while. You know what I mean? It was all about the kids having fun. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so I think, again, um, one of our elders touched on something that you talked about. I've been trying to f- get you to write a book on. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but he, this is what he said. I wrote it down. He's, he said... Empty yourself of worldly things and fill it with Christ. It's kind of the vein. Would you mind 
sharing the testimony again about, because I'll be honest with you, from this point on, Dan talked a lot about emptying Mm. and filling. He actually talked about if you have a, I think he said it was a lawnmower, and if it has bad gas in it, are you going to run it when it's running bad? No, you're going to empty the bad gas. You're going to put good gas in it, Mm -hmm. right? But then he kept touching on that that vein for about 25 minutes. You know what he kept talking about? Empty fill, empty fill, empty fill. And I'll be honest with you, I thought, this is what I thought. I was, I was doing the camera. And um, I was like, man, that would be awesome to have you there <laughs> at the podcast. I'm like, yeah, she's actually going to be there. <laughs> I'm wondering if she would mind sharing it. So it was, I'll be honest with you, that was probably one of the main things that I've seen at the po- the, po- the Monarch podcasts that I've done for DCC, that's the one thing that people keep bringing up quite a bit. Would you mind sharing your testimony again a little bit? Yeah. On that? Um, so there, there was a time where I just, I had been dealing with a lot of um, broken relationships, broken friendships. Um, I was just in like very, um, I don't want to say dark place, but I was dealing with a lot of like just depression and, Um, I remember isolating myself just because it was, um, how I like felt in the time just felt like it was easier to, um, isolate myself. But when you isolate yourself, it's so much easier for the devil to come in Mm. and lie to you. Um, and that's why like when you were talking earlier about like community, it's so important to stay in community with people because, Mm -hmm. um, that's where people can build you up and encourage you and they can kind of help pull you out of that rut because it's really easy to stay in that spot when you're alone. But when you're surrounded by um, fellow believers and people, you know, your church family, um, it's easier for them to recognize it, even if you don't recognize it yet and say, hey, like, I want to help you because this is not what God wants for your life. Um, So I was kind of in that spot and um, I was going to like a young adult ministry at the time. And one of the things that they had talked about was um, about replacing lies with truth. And that just hit me really hard. And I really felt like the Lord was just telling me that that's what I was doing was I was believing a lot of these lies. And um, so one of the things that the pastor encouraged us to do was to write down all the lies that we were believing and then either pray and ask the Lord to replace that lie with a truth or go to the word and even find truth in the word. Mm, so, you good. know, when it says that's I'm really not good. worthy, it says in the Bible that you are chosen, you are so worthy. So you physically did that? Yep. So wow. I still have my notebook at home. Wow. And it has all of the <laughs> all the lies written down followed by all the truths in scriptures and stuff that like that. That is powerful. Yep. And then even after that, like, um, I went further and wrote in a different, like a different section of the notebook. And it was, you know, what God, what are you saying about me? Like not even necessarily like replacing the lies, but going even further and taking that step further and saying, okay, now who am I in you? So not only am I getting rid of the lies, I'm breaking down the person that I in my head have created who the devil has quote unquote created by telling you the lies and me Mm -hmm. believing the lies. I've stripped that down. And, you know, how Dan had said, like, Mm -hmm. I'm doing that, I'm like the bad gas. So you've emptied that. You have to fill it up or it's not going to run, right? So going to the word, going to God and saying, what are these truths? I don't feel loved. Well, God says you are loved. He gave his son for you. He loved you so much that his son died for you. So that's your truth. But then going a step further and then 
God, who am I? What do you say I am? He says, I'm beloved. He says, I'm a daughter. He says, I am chosen, you know? And so just like even going that step further too. And so I go back to that notebook a lot when I catch myself sliding backwards or whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it. Just even just having a bad day, you're just like, okay, this is what God says. This is who he says I am. And I can walk in that authority knowing that he has called me into. So there was almost like something physical about Mm -hmm. writing it down. Yeah. I'm a very visual person. So like for me, like I need someone, like I need something to like read and look at Mm. and then you can read and I don't know, it just helps me remember Mm. and sticks with me better. But so that's what worked for me. And you say you go back to it once in a while to encourage yourself. Yeah. Wow. It's almost like a journal. Yeah, it's like a journal. Well, and I think it goes back to like the scripture that talks about renewing your mind Mm. because you have to continually renew your mind. That's why we continue to read scripture and that's why we continue to, you know, go to church and be in community with people is because like you're continually renewing your mind because it's so easy for us to get trapped in that negative mindset because the world isn't the most positive place and we are called to be the light. So in order to be that light, you have to continue to renew your mind. And you were talking on that earlier about um, reading the scriptures in order to um, know how to act like Christ. Because Mm. if we don't know how Christ Mm. is, then how are we supposed to bring that light to the world? So it goes back in renewing your mind as well. That's really good. So there's things you're doing here. I mean, you're physically writing it down. You're confessing it. You're getting in the word. That kind of ties into another thing. Thanks for sharing that again. So, um, but that ties into a little bit. Dan was talking about as Christians, we need to be equipped and anointed to serve and minister to the world. And when he said that, I thought, I don't think a lot of Christians know how to do that. And I think you're touching on it right now. You know, I mean, you're talking about getting in the Word. The Bible says that the Word of God is alive, uh, living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. You know what I mean? It seems like when you were in the Word, it was transforming you. And then you were physically writing it down, and it was almost like you were confessing it. You were writing it down. You were stating it. You were declaring it. You know what I mean? So there's people listening today, and they're like, you know, things are tough. And um, I know I need to be a light. I know I need to be a salt. Guys, I'm just struggling. You know what I mean? Let's, whoever has something to say here, I'll I'll start. And I just, you know, people are saying, you know, what do I do? I'll be honest with you guys. If there's one thing me and my wife have been talking about lately is there's so many people compromising their walk right now. And they know who they are. You know what I mean? And there's no condemnation. But what I want to say is, is if you're struggling and you're struggling with one foot in the world, one foot in the God, if you're struggling with your Christian walk, if you're struggling with who you are in Christ, if you buy a brand new car, right, and you start driving it, let's say you drive a, you buy a Porsche, they ride really low. All of a sudden, you're just like, man, I love this car. I love Lake Michigan. I'm just going to go drive on the beach. So you take that Porsche and you drive on the beach and you're in the sand. All of a sudden, you're bottoming out, right? And not all of what I'm going to say is truth. I'm just going to give it an analogy. (laughs) But all of a sudden, the Porsche breaks down, right? And you're like, man, why did this break down? You know what I mean? Well, how many times is someone in a car and they're like, hey, that light's on in the dash. What does that mean? And you tell your wife, hey, grab the manual that's in the glove box, right? So I'm in this Porsche. I'm in the 
uh, at the beach, and I grab my manual, and you flip it around. There it is in bold words, first page, don't drive a Porsche in the sand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I could have avoided that by going into the manual. I'm saying that story because the Word of God is living and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. We need to get into the Word. It's, you know, it's it's really sad because um, um, so many, it's like people that I know, I say that to them, and you get this look like a raccoon head headlights. You know what I mean? And But it's true. You can do it on your phone. You know, one person that's been really hitting getting into the Word is Lisa Shire. Mm-hmm. She's been hitting that home. Now, Chris has told me um, personally in conversations with him, but she's and he's also mentioned in the church, she gets in the Word every single day. Mm-hmm. It's not a works. It's not. You're physically feeding your spirit, man. You know what I mean? And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit has come to, 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 to be the helper, to teach you and to, re, to bring back to remembrance all things that you've read and, and, and God's ministered to your heart on. So my point is, is for me, you know, you got to get in the Word, you know, and you were touching a little bit about journaling. Journaling's one, maybe. I mean, um, you declare, that's another thing, declaring. You know what I mean? You talked about, um, you know, attitude. You know what I mean? And with attitude, you almost got to talk to yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, do you do that? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. In my head, I'll give myself pep talks. It's like, all right, dude, you Gosh. know what you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes I don't want to do it, but I know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> now, getting into the Word, does that make a big difference for you guys? I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, what, what does that look like for you? I mean, is it, is it something? <clears throat> I mean, for me, if, 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 if I don't get in the Word for a length of the amount of time, my wife will actually say to me, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I start referring back to that old man that, you know, because I'm naturally a confrontational person. I'm a very blunt person. I'm, a lot of people call me old school, right? I'm kind of a lot like your your pops. Yeah. You know what I mean? Me and him get along great. But, you know, <laughs> we do. We could talk for hours. But that being said, it's almost like the word fine tunes me. It's almost like, you know, the, you know, the, before we had phones, you had the radios and you had to turn the dial. <laughs> Yeah. And you're trying to get, you know, oh, you're trying to get a certain channel on you. Yeah, there it is. That's what the Word does for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the Bible says, again, that the Word of God is living and powerful. You know what I mean? Do you struggle when you don't get in the Word? I mean, do you find yourself, like, drifting, maybe just having an attitude? I know I do. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, and for you getting up at six o'clock in the morning, you know, to go to church, which if we took a poll for everybody that listens to this podcast and says, who gets up at six o'clock in the morning to go to church, we're not going to get very many. You know what I mean? So kudos to you, guy. I mean, you you do a a wonderful thing. I actually heard, and I don't know if this is true, and and hear my heart, I'm just trying to, you know, talk here, that... If I know you well, I would say that not only are you doing it for excellence, but you want to set everybody, other people up for success. Mm, oh, yeah, 100%. If I yeah. don't do everything I do on Sunday, then somebody else is going to have to do it, and then they'll probably not be able to do things that they were Which is practice, maybe? 
Practice, yeah. But is it, or, isn't that you know, what getting in the Word does? Yeah. Sets us up for success. What's what's any scriptures? I, let, let's share a scripture. So people are listening, you know, and hear my heart. So I would say there's a good percentage of people that are listening, you know, and you're just saying, you know, I'm just, I haven't been getting in the Word. Bad habits, right? In the world right now, guys, everybody's so busy. Everybody's working a lot of hours. Everybody gets home. They cook dinner. You know, next thing you know, they want to turn on the TV and just zone out or maybe just go to bed. You know what I mean? So let, let's search some scriptures. A scripture that really has helped me in life is 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. So I used to be like a worry person. Like, what do people think of me? You know, that scripture really set me free. You know, I'm only here for my father. You know what I mean? I serve him and him alone. I don't serve my wife. I don't serve people at work, and I don't serve the world. I serve him first, and I learned that through that scripture. Is there any scriptures that you have that maybe you can share a testimony that would be encouraging? Can you think of any? I know I'm kind of dropping the dime on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't have anything like specifically like profound behind it, yet, but. <laughs> I think something that lately that I've been thinking of, and I don't know that. There you go. I like that. Lately, current. Yeah, current, you know. But I don't know the actual verse of it, but something that I keep saying in my head is that scripture. It says, um, he who is tossed to and fro, let him get nothing Hmm. from God. And and, and, in conjunction with that is perfect peace. I give perfect peace to those whose minds stay on me. And to me, that's, I mean, I could take that as like, so worry about it. I'm like, crap, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough? But I think I, the way, when I hear that, I, I am almost encouraged to get in the word. He was tossed to and fro, let him get nothing from God. Mm. Not only am I not going to get anything, but nobody else is going to get anything from me. That's good. Because if I'm supposed to be ministering to people and I'm not getting anything from God, Mm -hmm. I'm not ministering to those people. Yeah. Yeah. And can I ask you a question? Yeah. So there was a time in your life and, you know, you shared it again tonight where you, you, uh, you know, wrote things down, you uh, um, emptied, deposited. Um, What are you doing now? I mean, are you doing those same things? Are you just like, talking to God, meditating on the word? I mean, for me, to be honest with you, I meditate a lot. Like, I'll be at work and I'll be at my desk. And if I'm having a tough day, there's just times where I'll just kind of kick back a little bit. I'm standing away from the mic. Sorry, Tim. (laughs) But, and I'm just like, okay, God, I need help. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because my attitude's drifting. You know what I mean? I'm about ready to punch somebody. (laughs) You know, I'm just being honest with you, you know. And so, what I feel is, is it's almost like I have to disconnect myself, even when I'm at my my, my work mm-hmm. desk, and I have to really focus on the presence of God. Because the thing is, He lives inside of us. We have access to Him 24-7. So that's yeah. just something that I do. I know Chris will just go in a room, and you'll hear him. You know, he'll be in the chapel at church, at work. <gasps> He's praying and, you know, <laughs> rebuking and you know what I mean? And, you know, and you're, you're sharing a little bit. It's, are you still, like, doing the same thing? Are you, like, 
emptying, depositing, or are you just like remembering things that God did for you? Or do you, do you mind me asking? Yeah. I mean, I think I do a lot of like the same, just like is a constant like emptying and filling. Um, I just really, I don't, something about the emptying and filling. I just love it. Go I don't mean to cut No, it's you. good. It's big. It's a good thing too. Like it, I loved his analogy of like emptying the old gas and yeah. filling it with the new gas because I think like, and you were talking about how Lisa has been pressing about like the word and she's been driving it home. She really has. And it's been good because I think it's, it's true. Like it is active and how I think she was, it was either her or Jamie, I can't remember, but they were talking about like, how can you not, or like, how can you not read the word and not be changed? Or how can you read the word mm-hmm. and not be changed? That's a good point. So yeah. like, it's a good point. But then I think that comes with like expectancy. You have to read the word expecting to be changed mm. because you will be changed. And like, you were saying how everybody's busy, everybody's working a yeah. lot. And I think it's hard because I know I struggle with it personally, just like, finding that time to get in the word. And um, I'm a huge music person. So like all all day, every day, I'm like Hmm. listening to music. Do you play any instruments? I used to play the piano. Oh. Yeah, long time ago. Hmm. (laughs) I don't know if I could now, but I used to. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I keep saying (laughs) Keyboard. I know. So like with that being said, like I normally like always have my phone or have like some kind of AirPods or earbuds or whatever, like playing. Um, And I kind of have been like convicted a little bit recently because I have been struggling with getting in the word, Mm. but how easy would it be for me to play the Bible on my phone since I'm already listening to music anyway? So I've been thinking, and like, even as you're driving, you can Mm. be playing that because like people listen to podcasts, people listen to music or the radio. And so like, that's one thing that like, I've been trying to kind of, it's shift. a choice. It is a choice. And right, because like you said, it's easy to go home and mm-hmm. watch TV or go to bed or mm-hmm. stuff like that. So like I've been trying to figure out how to prioritize during such a busy, chaotic time yeah. in life. And it is a struggle, but it's also like a conscious decision. It's a disciplined decision. Amen. Because it's true. Like I can tell if I've been in the word, if I haven't been in the word, just like your attitude. And sometimes just listening to worship music just like lifts your mood and you're just in the presence of God and that just like brings you so much joy and gives you peace. Amen. Good stuff. I really like what I'm hearing here. I'm hearing a lot of choice, attitude. Um, You know, we're creatures of habit, right? I mean, we all kind of go to church, we sit at the same chair, seat, you know. I mean, we go to restaurants, we tend to go to the same type of restaurants, eat the same kind of food. You know what I mean? We watch the same TV shows. We're creatures of habit. And what I want to share with people that are listening is this. It's easy to get in a rut, but God's word is, because it's living and powerful, it helps you get out of that rut. You know what I mean? It, it makes you focus less on yourself and more on others. So <clears throat> I want to end with this, and and I really love what Dan said here. And he said that as Christians, we need to be like a child, mm-hmm. right? We need to be dependent on our parent. So when he said that, I thought about when my boys were little, right? We would go to a pool with a deep end, 
And my boys were all little and none of them knew how to swim. But it's amazing when I was in the pool, they would run and jump. Dad, as they're in the air and I turn around <laughs> and I catch them. They know I'm going to catch them. Hmm. You know, and then I got one and then another one's dad and I'm boom, I'm catching one with the other hand. And then I'm like, Mary, help me because I don't have no more hands. To, but they'll jump. They know I don't have any hands, but they just know, hey, if I jump, I know I can't swim. I know that water's not good for me, but my dad's in there. Mm -hmm. He'll take care of me, right? And I want to encourage everybody today that Jesus Christ is their parent. Amen. You can jump into the pool and know that he's going to take care of you. The pool is the word. It's not going to stir you wrong. It's going to stir you straight. You know what I mean? And as a parent, um, the Bible talks about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And it talks about the Holy Spirit will teach you all things and will, will bring back to remembrance things that I've you know, told you. So the point is, is the parent today is the ministry of the Holy Spirit, right? He's teaching us stuff. What I want to encourage everybody today is <clears throat> be like a child. Amen. Be like a child. Trust your pops. Trust Jesus Christ. Before I close, do you guys have anything you want to share? Any any word of encouragement? Do you want to touch a little bit on the whole dependent on a, on a parent thing or anything? I want to make sure before we close the night out that you guys are good. I mean, it, something I guess I thought of when you were talking about uh, the pool is when you said, it's okay, my dad is in there. Mm. That could be even situations. I feel Come like on. Oh, that's good. That's a good. lot of times that like I'm, I'm scared to do something or like God's like, hey, go talk to that person. And I'm like, I don't know. You know, that's scary and but it's almost like i have to have the perspective mm. of first of all god called me to do that so it's going to be awesome <laughs> but my dad's in there yeah he's got me like if or in anything i do if like if god's called me into something or heck if i mean he's with you always i'm gonna go he's do at something. work he's at work he's at the gym. He's at the store. He's yeah. At, he's my he's dad's at in the that. grocery he's store the when grocery you're trying <laughs> to get out right away. <laughs> when I'm walking behind somebody. <laughs> but it's. I think we could apply that to literally everything. My yeah. dad's in that. He's got me. Good. Wouldn't that be a really cool way for us to look at things? Yeah. Well, just imagine. So you imagine, like your your thought process is like a child. I think we get in our way sometimes because imagine if God is just like, trust me. And as a kid, you're like, okay, I will. You (laughs) have no reason not to because you haven't had anything except God's goodness for you because he's only good. So he has good things for you. So if he says, I love you, you're like, you do? Awesome. And you believe that and you take that and you're Mm -hmm. like, you believe it deep down in your heart even. So how cool would that be to be able to get into that place where you trust God like a child? And that's what you did, though, when you did the journaling thing. Yeah. When you when you emptied your the, the, the bad things right. and replaced it with good things, I'm probably butchering it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's an official quote yet. Okay, I don't gotcha. have any kind of copyright <laughs> well, on Well, let's see. Chris <laughs> talked about it. Uh, 
at work. He talked about <laughs> it. He had a sermon on it. Dan's touched on it. I think we were I, someone else had we touched on it. it earlier, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we we talked about it earlier. So it's gonna have to be. We're gonna have to write a book or something. <laughs> no, but the thing is, that's isn't that what you did though? I mean, you took the lies and you emptied them, and then you replaced them with truth. But you had to do that in a way that you believed your father. Right. That you knew he was in that, right? You knew he was in the pool with you. And you were physically, I mean, you can say spiritually, you were jumping into the pool. And you knew he was going to catch you. You know what I mean? You have to be vulnerable to do that. Yeah. You got to have trust to do that, right? You got to have faith to do that. You know? I mean, I don't know. really excites me. I can't get off that whole thing. So me and Mary talk about it at work. At work, well, not work. I'm sorry, home once in a while. So I really appreciate you guys being here tonight. Good stuff. Good. Um, what I want to do is just share with everybody again that's listening. Um, I would really encourage you that. So there was some really good nuggets here tonight. And um, what I really liked about tonight, it was it was a little bit raw. You know what I mean? I mean, we're we're, really, we're sharing things about us. We're kind of opening up a little bit. But really, what's what's the point of just coming on tonight and just sharing and acting like everything's okay with us, right? We're human, right? You have good times, you have bad times. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ should be the focus. He's the reason why I'm here tonight speaking into this mic. I'd probably be deader in prison right now. It's just a fact, you know? That being said, I want to encourage everybody again, and I know I shared this earlier before we started, to share this, right? Share it. Share it on audio. Share it on Facebook. Whatever you got to do, build a fire out in the front of your house, do smoke signals with a blanket. I don't know what that looks like. But get it out there, you know, on a, on a more serious note. I do know Chris Shire's um, going to speak this Sunday. Um, I don't know what the title is, but I know it's going to be good. You know, and I do know that encouragement is a priority. You know, Chris never um, preaches and people don't feel encouraged. But um, what I was wondering is, could you lead us in prayer? Sure, yeah. Sure, absolutely. All right, Lord, thank you just so much for this time that we've had here. And thank you that we just have this opportunity to speak um, about you to everybody that's listening. And thank you that it's going to be going out to everybody and we'll be able to share this and um, help us just to be able to spread your light to the world. Um, and I just pray for everybody that's listening, that you will just be with them as you are are always. Um, and just help everybody to just rely on you and just lean on you as we go through our weeks, um, knowing that we have a responsibility to show people the light um, of you, Lord. And that can even just be as easy as saying hello to anybody um, that would not normally. And so I just thank you that you're with us and that you will give us the strength and the boldness to further your kingdom. And I just thank you for everything that you are and that you do. In Jesus name, amen. Well, amen. amen. Thanks, everybody, for uh, watching again. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, again, we're doing um, every other week. So um, blog, not next week, but the week after that, we'll be um, going again. I think we're actually on Fridays. So if that changes, we'll let everybody know. But everybody have a great rest of the week and have a great weekend. And God bless you.